Welcome to Smart Branding, a podcast dedicated to branding, naming, and domain names. I'm Tatiana Bono, and with my guests, we try to help you create and grow strong, memorable, and meaningful brands online. I believe time is one of our most precious assets, and so I want to thank you in advance if you decide to spend the next 30 minutes with us. I promise to do my best to make those worth it. Let's go. So, our guest today is Ruslana Krucic. She is an entrepreneur from Kyiv, Ukraine, uh, and she has an audio agency that uh, I would love to pick her brains about. Thank you for making the time, Ruslana. I know it was a challenge. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I'm actually from Odessa, but oh, really? Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's that's okay. cool. Uh, I'm from Odessa. Yeah, it was a bit of challenge to to <laughs> to make this happen because. Uh, we we now have major troubles with electricity as well as internet connection. But yeah, here we go. We we made it. I'm, we made it. <laughs> yeah, I'm super happy we're having this conversation. Thank me you too. for having me today. Sure, you're very welcome. Uh, we were actually well, we were in uh, last not not last summer, the summer before that, we made a tour in Ukraine with my family, and we were in Odessa as well. And um, you know, there's that guy in the center that is uh, playing and singing. He's, yeah. So he sang Marussia, the song, and my daughter, the youngest, is called Marussia. Oh, so nice. Yeah, my, was- my mom, my mom uh, used to call me that. She sometimes, okay. yeah, because uh, I'm Ruslana, but she's just like sometimes making things up and Marusa is <laughs> one of those things uh, and names she called me. So, yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Nice. And and so the little one didn't want to leave. Like the evening before we left, she was crying in her bed. She said, I don't want to leave that town where the good uncle is singing my song. <laughs> that yeah, really that's cool. so sweet. Yeah, I hope, I hope you can visit her. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully, maybe next summer or yeah. Or- Odessa, like autumn in Odessa is super beautiful. I believe it's mm. the best season to visit our city. So I hope and fingers crossed, like next year, you can make it to Odessa once more. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, we've actually wanted to go this summer, but obviously didn't manage to. But yeah, let's all yeah. cross our fingers for next summer. Okay, well, let's let's start. Must you have the electricity on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we're going to benefit from this. Yeah, <laughs> make the best out of it. So, yeah, give me a little bit of a background. Uh, okay, so as you said, we are like a small independent audio agency here in Ukraine. Our team uh, is basically small but mighty. Uh, so it's my partner, Vlad, and I, we are the founders of, the, of our agency. And uh, it's actually, it's our combination of skills that made us uh, like this kind of business, like audio agency, because it used to be like a sound studio, like your Mm -hmm. standard uh, like sound production studio and all this, because I wasn't doing this job full time. I was like a co-founder and I helped Vlad a bit, but it was his business. Uh, and yeah, but um, at some point of time, like about three, four years ago, I switched to full-time being like part of this agency. And the first thing I did as I'm coming from marketing and mostly branding background, I'm like, I, I said, we're gonna, we're gonna rebrand the whole thing. <laughs> and then we switched from being like an audio studio to audio agency because it's broader as uh, like services. And our thing is that we marry this marketing approach and uh, actually brand-centric approach with audio. And that's Mm -hmm. where our skills come into great match. He has audio background, audio skills, and I have marketing background or Mm -hmm. like branding and then we just made uh, the best out of this uh, combination and uh, that's uh, like around uh, four to five years ago where uh, when I discovered audio branding as a, as a discipline as an instrument and I got really fascinated by it, by it because it's such a powerful thing and such an underestimated thing yet mm. it's changing like actively, but still here in Ukraine, we're the only company that does this thing. Oh, really? So, wow. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I saw potential in it. And my partner, he was like, yeah, I'm super interested in this as well. And so we, desi- we decided, why not? Why not try this vector of development? Uh, hmm. Why not just uh, like take this new niche and develop it 
here in Ukraine and see what we can do with this. But still, we have another vector that was here from the beginning, which is game audio. And this is what my partner used to do before I switched up working here full time. But I decided I, I actually I offered him to spice things up there as well. And so basically, we take audio branding principles and put them into game audio creation. So we're creating mm. not just like your standard like game soundtracks and SFX meaning sound effects. We do those that way that they can be marketable as well. And they mm. are like not just, you know, driven by the concept of game, but they also data driven because we do our research like your good old marketing research before starting uh, the project. Mm. So we make like we make them like as a part of a whole game brand and branding mm. games isn't a, like something that you hear that often. So we are kind of pioneering with this there as well. But it's still it's more developed niche like here in Ukraine, mm. Europe, like a general. But yeah, and so there are two of us. Uh, and we have also two sound designers slash composers. They are from Ukraine as well. We were located in different cities even before the corona hit. So even before when the pandemic started and when the, then the war, like full-fledged war started, we were already okay. You know, our team were uh, was decentralized already mm -hmm. so we have them in different cities it was a bit scary because uh, like when the war started because one of our sound designers is from Mykolaiv which mm. like it's only a few weeks that things became quieter there after we won back Herson and it was kind of scary when you know there was all the shelling and we were like Alex are you okay are you gonna continue working and she was like I'm fine yeah <laughs> oh, yeah oh my god yeah that was my experience as well I, I don't know if I mentioned to you we have two programmers that are also in Ukraine and I was like obviously first thing writing to them are you guys okay do you need any help is there anything I don't know work like normal I'm like are you crazy people <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know i'm like i'm just checking we have no it's okay uh because they're starting like uh the air raid alerts all around the country but you know this is too quiet so yeah <laughs> and we have those two sound designers slash composers and we also have my assistant marina but she's she's currently living in uh italy she, she she has been living there for quite a few years already, so uh, she didn't like fed. And uh, yeah, and we have our dog Appa, uh, <laughs> like our happiness manager, because she like she she's she's with us like for two years already. And it's really I know it's kind of you know when I added her to our pitch deck and our website, it was kind <laughs> of a joke. But then I I realized that she actually does her work as a happiness manager because. <laughs> He can just, you know, come by and then, okay, it's, it, you're done for today. So yeah, it's kind of, <laughs> but it's most um, like team of six people, but we are kind and of. And a dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Six people and uh, five people and a dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. And uh, here we are. So that's kind of our, our agency in a nutshell. Yeah. That was the, the joke just for our audience. We were chatting on how to organize the, the podcast with the power on and off and, and uh, the rate of uh, the alerts. And uh, that was the inside joke that, you know, if people are managing to give birth in war, we can have a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and we actually we now have uh, a raid alert going off. So it's, uh, we, said, we said it's a party time. So I guess... The, in an hour or so, there will be massive shelling. So we still have an hour before we're, they hit. Oh so. my god! Okay, let's let's go. Get, let's go quick. Uh, I think that's a, yeah. That, that's uh, going to be up there with the podcasts of uh, of this show. So yeah, let's let's speed things up a bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Uh, so yeah, on audio branding, that is something that you said is quite under it as uh, as a as a thing and i completely agree with you i'm sure everybody listening can remember at least one little tune from an advert and associated with the brand and we all have that and it stays with you throughout your life literally like to a point where sometimes it gets annoying but still people are not very aware and not very open to it so what what is your feeling like if you can shortly explain what is audio branding and then we can sort of attach on 
how can brands benefit from it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so basically, audio branding is like your good old branding, but the main instruments there, like the main instruments of branding, are basically music, sound, and voice. And um, audio brand, as a result of the process of audio branding, what you what what you create as a result of audio branding process, you get audio brand. And audio brand is basically like a system, and it's the key here. So it's a system. So it's uh, a system of music and sounds and voice in some cases that translates um, the value and the values and the meaning behind the brand. And it also can uh, communicate like the main promise of the brand, the main idea of the brand to the target audience base. Uh, and also the brand as a system, uh, it unites a whole like well, variety of different audio enabled touch points. As you said, mm-hmm. it may be like a tune in the, um, in the advertisement, like uh, in an ad video. So basically, it's, sometimes it's like jingle you hear on mm-hmm. the radio. It can be also how brand uh, communicates on TikTok or uh, like uh, through all other social medias or what music you hear when you call, in, call into the call center mm-hmm. and you hear like an on-hold music. All those audio-enabled touch points which are like there are many of them and they're different for each and like each business they are different so the system of sound for all those like uh touch points is basically audio brand and the key mm. here is to be like consistent like in any branding process mm. you got to be consistent and you got to communicate the same things same values over and over like so, mm. yeah there's there is that. I was going to say, yeah, my next question is going to be what What do people usually get wrong? And and funnily, it's, um, I mean, I, I deal with naming and domain names and it's it's uh, very similar where, where people think, oh, that will do and I like that and today I feel like this and, and then it ends up being all over the place and, and consistency yeah. is absolutely, absolutely key in that, yeah. yeah. So um, on, yeah. on that, how, I mean, yeah, we, we said in terms of mistakes, one is obviously not being consistent. What would you say you can spot as other mistakes entrepreneurs make when it comes to audio branding? I can speak from uh, my uh, experience here in Ukraine, mm. uh, but I guess maybe the point for other markets as well. Uh, not, you know, this uh, developed thing. Mm. Uh, so uh, basically here in um, businesses, and businesses and creative agencies, because we uh all those major great creative agencies doing advertisement uh they tend to think that you know a song in the advertisement equals audio brand so when mm-hmm. you create when a copywriter and this is like i want to stress on it when the <laughs> copywriter come up with the song and they tend to think that this is about audio branding, which is not because mm. the copywriter, like like copywriter is a profession, is a great, like great profession. I love copywriters and I admire their work like a lot. But there are people working with senses and with words, not mm. with audio. And mm-hmm. when uh, uh, like uh, when they create the most like great lyrics for example for a song but like the audio doesn't like match branding mm. essence at all it's it's pointless and uh mm. it may stuck in head for some time but the the longevity of it is really really short like mm. it, it like for from two to four months you know when it's like uh on rotation on radio mm-hmm. or but then you come up with another song, for example, because you change your um, campaign message, for example. Mm. And this equals, actually, it's the same thing. Like if you changed your ne- business name from campaign mm-hmm. to campaign, or you changed mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. logo or colors from campaign to campaign, which mm-hmm. pointless, pointless, basically. Yeah. And, um, and actually here it's the big, like uh, you know, this mistake and uh, how how do you go misconception that mm. anything like that is audio m- meaning like is equal to audio brand, which is not because mm. audio brand 
as all other means of branding communication, for example, like visual style and naming and all stuff, they have to they have to have a basis to it. They have mm. to have like a research to it. Um, and then deciding what goals you're gonna achieve with what instruments. And like for visual styles, it's which 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 colors, which fonts will translate mm. the idea the best. The same thing is here, which timbre, which uh, I don't know, instruments will mm-hmm. describe your brand. And it and has to be consistent, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it has to be consistent for all the uh, like communication. Because, yeah, campaigns can be different. Campaign messages can be different. And that's okay. This is the, mm. the idea of campaigns. But while you can tweak certain things, you can make them sad or, for example, happy or joyful. You can change the mood, but mm. the underlying sound of it has to remain the same. So, yeah. And so it's is, recognizable. Yeah. 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 And as I we were discussing this actually this morning with my partner, and I said, you know, um, the best solution for businesses is to come up with anything like audio, like uh, anything um, meaning um, unique, anything. Mm. It has to be great at the like that great. It, it just has to be unique and um, and like uh, consistent. Mm. Because if you use the tune of any like artist, and you okay, you get your eyes like to it and you have you you can use it but then you use it consistently and then someone else used them in their campaign you basically mm. everything you you don't have this re- like you're not that recognizable you are now mm. have a share like a mm. tune with someone else and uh as, as 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 much as i wanted like businesses to come up with great audio brands and all this stuff sometimes they just don't have resources for that meaning not just like money also time and uh, mm. attention and all things but if they come up with anything unique and just stick to it it will be better than like mm-hmm. a audio communication mm, absolutely yeah and what type of businesses um can benefit from audio branding is there like a typical industry or, or what and you mentioned just now that some some businesses just don't have the resources so what kind of what is your feeling on that who can benefit from audio branding at what point in in the development of the company mm-hmm. they they should start looking into that yeah it's a, actually a great question because um although you know uh like anyone can benefit from audio branding but sometimes it's not you know realistic uh hmm. so to me it's not um it's not boiled down to one industry per se but uh, maybe uh as my take on this would be uh when a branding has like really established brand feeling so it's not hmm. in the search of its like brand her- characteristics and all the stuff they have like established brand then they have like a market to conquer because sometimes when uh, and, and this is the case for example for ukraine when there is one business that is like on the top level on the market they don't have to conquer anything doesn't have to conquer anything they don't have really like that high of competition they mm. don't actually need to 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 invest in your branding although i also think this is a misconception but i can understand why they don't want to invest in this because mm. things are fine but if the business has either established brand or they're establishing it right now and they have like um really strong competition and they don't have those that many like um emotional points of differentiation from competitors and mm. they want to threaten the bond with their audience like in in emotional way uh audio branding would be like a great thing to to invest to because mm. it's a really powerful tool uh to communicate on a, on an emotional and most important on the subconscious level mm. because audio is processed differently like not like the text or mm-hmm. visuals texts and visuals they have to be 
processed fully to be fully understandable, like to be fully mm. uh, comprehensive like for audience. Mm. And that's why they can be filtered out, actually, like all, all those mm. things when you skip text, skip the images, mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. feel the impact. But audio, you, like your brain is processing audio at all times. Even when you're not actively listening, your brain mm. still process audio and decode it and get those ideas so if you're like in a high competitive field with overcrowded like um overcrowded uh, like overcrowded market. field and there is like no way yeah market and you don't really have those many possibilities to reach out to your uh, audience and you want to uh, have the best out of your like rare and really expensive contacts with your audience. So uh, I didn't switch up my uh, notifications. Uh, so um, and uh, and you really want to like make the out like the most out of your rare and expensive contacts with the audience. It's the best thing to to mm. create to because it can really give you more powerful power power mm. space. And uh, uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm absolutely, yeah. and you mentioned it's not very popular, which really gives you that extra advantage that if not many people are doing it and you are, you clearly stand out. Uh, so Rick, if you can repeat that one again, because my internet just... Uh, yeah, no worries. And I did- <laughs> no worries. Yeah, I was saying that if you... Um, if you're doing it, the audio branding, and not many people are doing it, that's another clear advantage then that you, you're kind yeah. of standing out immediately. Yeah, yeah, because there is still a possibility to hop on the train of being like uh, one of the first mm. and all this stuff and uh, all the benefits from it. Because the thing is, audio branding is still kind of a uh, thing that major businesses and major companies do because if you think of the greatest like audio brands you can clearly remember like recall uh mcdonald's or i'm loving it yeah (laughs) this is it so or intel or apple or uh, i don't know mastercard which is like booming right now uh in france as sncf uh it's Mm -hmm. like while one of my I, I just adore this case because it's just so <laughs> interesting. Like the, the whole story behind it. And uh, yeah, and you know, those are big companies and like mm-hmm. small businesses, as as I see it, like uh, they tend to look at the situation and think, oh, it's just for big boys out there, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. for big guys. And which is not because I get, I get it. Like Europe, uh, I, I don't know like the actual price tag uh, right now mm. for audio branding, but like a few years ago, it was starting like at 30,000 30, uh, euros point, mm. which is because like there are like great agencies out there, like with uh, this great experience and great teams, and they like have to pay those bills, you know. Mm. And <laughs> I get from where this amount of money, like for the price comes from i get it and mm. i i definitely i'm not judging at all and this <laughs> is the good thing you know and it has to cost like a lot but you know um the thing is uh there ha- um there uh, need to be like sp- there need to be like smaller agencies out there with smaller fees at my, at my mm. from my perspective what i see because, like, mm-hmm. you take design for example visual design you have big guys with big price tags mm. and you have like smaller agencies or freelancers who can perform also like maybe it's not the same level of quality or not the same level of you know coolness to it like the name behind mm. it but there mm-hmm. is like option there is options for everybody to have great uh visuals like not great it's not the, the word I wanted to use, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, I guess what okay. you mean. The, the, it's okay. So we we are now safe. Uh, <laughs> and um, the thing is that everyone can get relevant uh, uh, type of service. And with mm-hmm. audio brand, it's either nothing or really pricey mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And that's why I guess uh, smaller companies they're not ready to invest that amount of money to to the um, 
to the thing that they don't fully understand, which is audio mm. planning. Like they don't get why, how it works, what are like the the benefits, mm. what they will give in which like, time frame it will work and all this stuff. But there needs to be like a competition from like from smaller agencies with smaller fees. So it can mm. be like developing the whole uh, discipline. And mm. but the other problem with this is that you know for uh, audio branding it's not sufficient to have only like audio specialists you have to have like marketing mm. specialists as well and this is you need to pay people for for their work and those like that's why the price tag keep, mm. keep uh, pushing up and up and yeah so this is the problem like the the financial part of it i guess is also really contributing to the fact that it's not that popular mm. because it's okay for example in ukraine uh our average um at campaign production uh cost would be something around like before the war it was mm. something about two million hryvnias which were at that course at the time it was about uh my math is pretty bad today just a second <laughs> i will do the math so it was about it was about 65 66 thousands of euros for example per one campaign that will be mm. airing for four months like top mm. and so it's for them it's understandable for businesses you you understand that you will get a video that will be airing on tv it, it will perform mm. you will have your kpis and all this stuff mm. and then okay 60 grand okay no problem but then you are coming to them and, and for example, 30 grand for, for an audio brand that will perform for you for like at least five years. And they're like, eh, like sound, mm. I don't really know, you know, mm. what are the eyes, how are we going to track them and all this stuff. So it's like, it's manageable. Those prices are manageable for businesses. It's just mm. they don't see them, the of it because mm. oh, i can i can start how many times i heard this question and what's the value behind of it like mm. in dollar or in euro yeah. you're like okay what's the value of your brand like mm. can you can i you can sort of get that I'm, I'm i'm making parallels in my head with domain names which is um you know in in that uh, respect and i find that the people actually that have a vision, but like a really strong vision for their brand that are not just sitting here today thinking how much does that cost me, but they're sitting thinking where do I want to see that brand in five years, in 10 years, they can get it much quicker and much easier that, you know, if you're looking forward to that, you know, you like, for example, with the domain names, you know, if you're thinking, oh my God, 100,000 for a domain name is crazy, a lot of money. And you're thinking, I have to get that out of my pocket today. But that obviously is shocking. But if you're thinking that name is going to be there in five years, in 10 years, and my yeah. whole brand is going to rotate around that, then it, it's really nothing. 100,000 yeah. is nothing. I mean, you, you're going to spend in five years more on coffee for, for your business, yeah. honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's for sure. And I and this is like here in Ukraine, this makes me like uh, before the war when I was like talking like actively with uh, people from different industries, it was something like so, you know, it was so uh, like a, such a paradox to me because you're willing to spend like 60 grand on a campaign that will last for four months, but mm. you are not willing to spend, and we are not charging like 30 grand, where we were charging something about 10 grand, grand at the mm. time. Like you're not willing to spend like 10 grand on something that will be lasting for years, like mm. five years at least. Yeah, it's gonna like have some tweaks and tweaks, yeah. And, yeah, but it's still, yeah, but it's not it's your identity, yeah. And I guess it's a similar similar issue, again, back to the domains, but that's a recurring thing in generally in marketing that it's very hard. It's like, how do you measure it? Like you said, you know, how do I have I have little songs that play in my head with brand names from when I was a kid? You know, how do you put a price tag on that? Like, I yeah. don't know how much that brand paid for it, but like I'm 38 now and I'm, I can sing you the song 
with brand name. And if I go to the shop, I'm going to pick instantly without thinking, I'm going to pick that brand. And that's been like 20 odd years. Like yeah. how, how do you measure that? How do you put a price tag on that? Yeah. And actually that's, that's the big question because I'm still, I'm still uh, searching for my answer to it, to it <laughs> because, uh, you know, I get, I get from, uh, it's not, you know, it's my presumption. I'm not sure, like hundred percent sure how big, uh, old audio branding companies like make their price tag but i assume that it comes from you know salary for each team member for mm-hmm. all the bills they have to pay because they have those like studios and offices and they have bills to pay for it mm-hmm. and then they have also you know like uh bills to pay to the country and all all these things and plus there is something that they want to make as uh, like uh, to be profitable yeah like to be profitable as a business and like this like you combine all this and you have here you have a price tag yeah mm-hmm. and actually the same thing for us it's it comes from like a salary for our team then like uh, or, or like the rent we have to pay and all, all this stuff but i think it should cost like a lot more because mm. it, the value it adds the value it brings yeah yeah and but like the other problem is that how do you measure it and uh, there are so there are a few great great companies out there like um audio intelligence companies that uh, measure uh, the impact that ad- audio has in uh, each precise case. So they basically mm. can test your advertisement, for example, and say how much audio adds to the general recall of it or mm. like uh, how well they uh, people recognize audio, be- like um, uh, recognize advertisement or brand because of their audio. And mm. uh, they're doing like, such a great job like you know advancing like the whole Mm. industry like because they can provide you with those kpis Mm. but again the way (laughs) our brain process audio it's um it's a bit difficult to measure sometimes Mm. sometimes it's okay it's understandable then like we do our own testing as well and you can really predict how things will go but like for example the likability of the mm. audio uh, um such a subjective thing yeah thing, like because uh, uh oh no i have troubles with internet connection do you hear me i guess yeah that. yeah you're back yeah there was a bit of a freeze uh, great great uh so uh yeah the likability of the audio sometimes like uh and this is like really you know uh backed with science when you hear a tune and your brain and it's you. Your brain tries to connect the tune to the tune library you already mm. have in your brain. Mm. And there is a match, like from like from the first millisecond. And if there is a match, your brain like, okay, I like it because it's mm. not. I heard this before. I don't need to spend a lot of energy processing mm. it. I like it, but then it's unique, and mm. which is not that. Big. For branding, for example, because mm. you need to stand out in some way. And mm. if you add something new to your audio, your brain is like, I don't like it. I need to spend more energy <laughs> for setting it. I don't like it. And like, like from the beginning, you can get this response from your audience that, oh, we don't like this. We don't like mm. it. It's not, it's something this, it's something that we don't like. This. But then two months pass by. And then people mm. are like, oh, actually, it's not that bad. We like it. We like it quite a lot. <laughs> and like, how do you measure those things? Mm. You need to be constantly, like, you know, surveilling, like, um, the reviews from audience. Mm. And this takes resources as well, because mm. you need to, to come back to them and to see, like, what, what, what's changed, what's not, you know, how the likability levels mm. are and all this stuff. And actually, it it uh, happened to us quite a few times, uh, like in mm. our own work. You know, when people like one initial response was like either mixed or even mm. you know not really that like uh, not really that pleasant to to, <laughs> them to hear. But then, uh, like just a few months passed by, and then people were like, oh, it's it's just nice. 
Nice. <laughs> I can. That's funny because I, I can. When you were talking about that, I, I, and I can relate it to songs because I've had songs where, like, the first time I hear it, I'm like, yeah, no, I expected better from that singer or whatever. And like one or two months later, it's like, on oh, repeat, I'm just going to listen to it again. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the same yeah. thing. Yes, you, you get familiar to it. And when you get familiar, it's easier to it's easier to process and our brain just don't like doesn't like to waste energy you know mm. and and so I, as i tend to say to our clients um you gotta do something so bad like so bad like straight up bad like not just in idea like bad but also like technically poorly done you know to to get this mm, bad like impression on audience because mm. if you do at least like the bare minimum, you'll be okay. Like over mm. it, you will be okay. If you do like the, the bare minimum, but we are as an agency, we doesn't like we don't do like the bare minimum. We always tend to do like our best. But mm. you know, it's it's always it's uh, like it's d- designed to have success in either way. You know, because mm. you need to do something so awful to get this awful re- response like from audience but this is like like never the case mm-hmm. like the, the like the most like the worst thing a business can do in terms of their audio is to create something either not not unique like not mm-hmm. at all or something such uh that is like really uh, that don't doesn't have a good memorability to it if it's not mm. memorable, this is bad. If it's mm. at least a bit memorable, it's okay. It's gonna, it's gonna perform well, at least well, you know. And uh, but if you go for something not unique that were like around, or you know, um, like an adaptation of a famous song, for example, mm. you have like a popular song, and then you go for such like an adaptation for your brand. This is like not the greatest thing to do. And mm. um, also. Uh, it's it's another topic, but uh, I guess it's kind of related. When um, there is like this uh, phenomenon, like a death to the melody, like the death death of the melody in uh, pop like pop culture, music pop mm. culture. So then you don't have like melodic songs anymore, mm. like you, we used to have. It's like <laughs> just songs that you can even sing, you know. And mm. uh, they're great when you listen to them, but when you try to re- like reproduce them, like or them you just can't and uh, these non-melodic things in audio branding are also not the best choice because if you don't have this melodiousness to them they don't have this like memorability to, to mm. them and this is more difficult to like to promote across your mm. audience and if uh, you like for example there are great cases did you know that youtube came up with uh, their new sound like to their uh, animated logo no. they, they, they did and okay. i as an audio specialist i just can't reproduce it it just <laughs> a bunch, bunch of sound and this mm. is okay because for example netflix is also a bunch of mm. sounds but netflix just they did their best to um, to have their logo this Saddam, repeated so many times just <laughs> so many times that audience kind of get used to it. Mm. And maybe YouTube can do the same thing by repeating it over and over again. And maybe on the 50th time, I will be okay. I now <laughs> remember it. But when you go with something so so unmelodic, you have mm. to have those repetitions to teach people how you sound. And that's, yeah, that that's something that, um, that's, I, again, I'm making parallels with domain names, but it's, um, I think there was the, the, the founders, um, uh, it's two brothers of angel.com and they got the domain for, I think it was two million and something. And, um, everybody was like, Oh my God, that's crazy amount to spend on a domain name. But what they did was actually they, they run the numbers, they calculated, they did tests on how much would it cost them to get people to remember a different domain name. And they were like, at the end of it, like 2 million was peanuts, was nothing compared to how much will it cost us to get people to remember, I don't know, getangel.com or angel-whatever.com. And 
that is something, and I think that can be like a takeaway from our, for our audience when it comes to audio branding as well. I think the most important thing and the best thing that you can do is it's not even like, I mean, we can go about like what you should do, what you shouldn't do. I think just the first step of taking it seriously, thinking about it, researching, calculating things, not just going with, oh, that's what, you know, everybody does or everybody doesn't do. Or that's what I feel like. It's just not serious. Like as soon as yeah. you start thinking about it seriously, talking to some people, doing your research, that's like you're already ahead of a lot of people. And, yeah, and that's yeah. a good yeah. way to for start. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, that's for sure. Because, uh, you know, in the other thing I, I, I want to stress on is that you don't really have to understand audio that well to to have a great audio brand your mm. company because the other like problem we we encounter so many times is that people trying to you know they are either as a kid they had like piano lessons mm -hmm. or maybe they even play some instrument like right now mm. and they trying to get into the audio part of it like yeah. you know talking with the terminology and all this stuff but it's not you don't need to do this leave this mm. part, this part leave you you can leave it to the professionals of it mm. what you want to do and this is the key for anything i believe because i'm really like a fan of branding but like you <laughs> know it's also like the key to your success is to just simply understand your brand like, like mm. you need to understand your brand so well and need to understand your audience as a part of your like branding process you need to understand your audience and your brand and then you have to explain this mm. to, to your specialists that will work for you like great in your mm. audio this is the best thing you can do and then like uh you need to have an open mind because mm. as i said Sometimes we create some demos, for example, based on research, on the brief, like client's brief, you mm -hmm. know, on the whole brand. And then you have those demos and people are like, I don't like it. Don't yeah. really care, <laughs> care whether you like it or not. It's not the point. You have to have open mind. And even if you don't like something initially, right away, and this is okay, as I said, this is just how our brain works. You need to have open mind and say, okay, maybe I don't like this right now, but let's hear it. Hear it. Mm. Maybe it isn't for our brand. Maybe mm. I'm not the target audience. Maybe exactly this is that's... something that, yeah, that will work for my target audience. So mm. the best thing is, yeah, as you said, treat this instrument, you know, seriously. And then you need to be like the most, like the best professional of your own brand and you need to mm -hmm. understand your own brand and then it will be so easy to to collaborate with audio specialists you know working for your brand so mm. yeah because there is still and this is i guess um this is changing right now but uh, there is still such little uh like you know popular info on audio mm. branding because like as i read it it's either you know um great materials but you know with uh, just you know uh trends like uh like mm. trends and all this stuff why it is important but there is no like going into deep like you know information mm. and if you go for such like more deep information it's targeted primarily on audio branding professionals and not mm -hmm. other people yeah Let's i just get that and that's yeah. how smart branding came about, actually. That literally is how it came about because um, I started working with premium domain names and I very quickly realized that, you know, people's understanding of domain names is like, oh, it's that technical thing that you register for $10 and, you know, it's there. Yeah. And it's so much more, but you can't blame people for not knowing that because there's no, yeah. like, exactly like you said, the information that you find um it's uh, getting better but still the information that you find usually it's very technical it's for professionals so either on the technical side or or the main investors so you're talking to people and you have to get them you know from that level to that level of knowledge to be able just to have a discussion with them on the same level yeah, it's just crazy yeah and this is what i'm really i i when i started learning about audio branding uh as i was younger <laughs> and i was more you know this uh this maximalist 
side of things. Mm -hmm. And I was so frustrated by how people don't see this, how people don't see mm, like exactly. all the potential and why. And I, and I was so angry, you know, uh, but not uh, at some, it, it wasn't towards somebody like specific, but it was in general, the general frustration. And now mm. I just, you know, I get a lot calmer with this because I get it. Like people tend to do their own things and they mm -hmm. just don't have this access easy access to the information and so mm. it's our it's our job actually Absolutely. as audio specialists or domain names like specialists you know to provide them this easily accessible information so Absolutely. that it will be like it, it will be okay because why why right now everyone is um nobody asking why you gotta be on social media mm. yeah because something just out there everybody is on social media Everybody mm. has like a, like some kind of account or across all platforms. And like two years back, it wasn't uh, mm. the same. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, when I started working in IT, that's like 17, 18 years ago, I was literally, you know, one of the first thing I did, we were selling websites. And a huge part of the job was to convince people they need a website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have... I I, I worked in a web uh, design mm. studio uh, as well, like uh, yeah, <laughs> years back, and it was the same thing. You, you you're telling the business like you have to be online. You have yeah, like, why yeah. people know where I am. Like yeah. today, you're not gonna hear that. Even you know, a little business on the street hasn't has a website because they know you know tourists come and they have to find them and all the information yeah. and menus and whatever. So yeah. yeah, that's that is advancing. Let's hope that it gets there with. Domain names and audio branding as well, <laughs> and yeah, and and I think like the the most like uh like we have such a bright future with our industries because everybody like little by little, but people get to the point that this is something you want to invest because mm. even like in like last year, um, there was this jump of companies investing in audio branding by twenty two percent, I guess. Mm. So it quite quite a few companies just realize that okay we need we gotta do something then you have you will have this you will see this picture of businesses investing in audio brand like branding sometimes crappy one sometimes good one but then mm. it's gonna like establish a new market you know a more diverse market and i believe we have to have like more of the competition because uh, i believe there are like smaller agencies that not just like the OG ones, you know, like CZM Son or mm. something like the pioneers of audio branding, like uh, there, I believe there, HQ is in France and Paris. Mm. So they're like the ones who paved the way and I admire them a lot and I, I learned so much from their works, but there are those big guys and I believe there are small agencies but those small agencies don't invest enough in their own market. So mm. yeah, they need to get out of there. They need to start like this, like, you know, a public discussion, you know, and just mm. say, like, we are here, we're here as well. You don't oh, have yeah. to. I can, yeah, I can totally feel you on that. I feel the same way about domain names, uh, like all the talks, all the everything is very industry specific for people that are specialists in the space. And I, I sometimes uh, I, I, Similar to you at the beginning, I was like, why are we all not talking to the end users? Why are we not showing them like in their language information so that they can understand? Why are we sitting there like screaming at how stupid people are for not understanding what we understand? Because nobody taught them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is the thing. And uh, like here in Ukraine, it feels kind of lonely. Uh, on this market, because as I said, like uh, in the beginning of our conversation, mm. we are the only audio branding company out here. And mm. uh, it's kind of lonely because you feel this weight, like of all the things you have to do to start the communication. Mm. And when you're a small company and you have such limited resources, because we, we do have limited resources, you know, and mm. although, I tend to like my me and my partner. We do like publications, like in different medias and um, uh, different mm. like public talks and all this stuff. But it's not enough. We are when alone, only yeah. 
Yeah. Well, not only and that, but when it when it's just you two, it's almost like you don't have that authority. It's like just those two people talking. It's not you know a crowd of people saying the same yeah. thing. Yeah, it's like this thing. And uh, what 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 helped us a lot? I I, be, uh, I believe it's our cases. It's our uh, mm-hmm. the work we do. It speaks for us, and mm-hmm. it's great. But it's also you know we have like uh, in audio branding sphere here in Ukraine we have three major cases we have like more of them but like in terms of of the scale there are three Hmm. major like brands that we did but it's only three when you have like thousands of businesses like Hmm. you know and uh what i i'm planning to do here is like not only educate like our end users our clients potential clients like educate on the t- on the matter but also you know maybe do some educational work for audio oh. specialists to show them hmm. that there is this instrument there is this fear you can work hmm. into but oh, oh like again there is this problem you have to find a marketer to pair hmm. with you know because hmm. Um, it's contradicting actually the skills of audio people. Just don't let them do the marketing part because mm. it's uh, it's not something that can be uh, you know uh, fitted in one person because mm-hmm. it contradicts their creative uh, their creative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you have some uh, you have to have someone that is more like pragmatical, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is the problem. But again, you we get so many emails per month for from people uh, like audio specialists that are willing to work with our team you know but we're not expanding at the moment but they're willing to work in this here this like, year, yeah yeah in audio branding industry but they don't have options apart from us they're like mm. we want to work with you and they don't have this maybe they don't have resources to start their own thing on mm. maybe they don't believe enough in their skills. Mm. So yeah, this is something I, I have to consider. I have to find how I can educate those people. Maybe, you know, a little bit of matchmaking, you know, <laughs> like uh, matchmaking, like uh, audio specialist with marketers. But again, uh, there is something, it, it takes a lot of effort and time. And when you have like commercial projects going on, you you just can't be everywhere at once, you know. Mm. Obviously, but it's fun. It's it, it's fun. <laughs> it's it's, a, it's an exciting place to be, I guess, as yeah. an industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting because you when when you basically when I was working in um, a web studio and uh, I was thinking, you know, it would be fun to work in a totally new niche, you know, because Mm. there it was was already overcrowded. uh, Mm. Like, you know, people who created websites and all of this thing. And I was thinking to myself, it would be so much fun, so much excitement to work in the new niche. And (laughs) here I am working in it. There you go. (laughs) Be careful what you wish for. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it is challenging, but, you know, I I prefer to, to live in a challenging situation, but when you have a perspective. But when, mm. when you have a future to wait for and mm. you st- it can be so fantastic. And it's it's fun because it's the same thing here with Ukraine. We are living in a in a state of war like for nine months already. But I'd better live in here in a state of war for nine months than live in in, uh, in Russia, for example. Because mm. there you don't have, you don't have future basically. Mm. It's it's dark. It's nothing mm. but 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 something bad. But here, mm. yeah, we're suffering every day, like in different ways. But at least we have something to hold on. We mm. we have this hope. We have this hope for the greater future for us and our kids and all this stuff. And this is yeah, it's challenging, but it's worth it. And mm. it's the same thing with audio in my opinion, you know. <laughs> as as uh elevated as I described it, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kinda, in the same situation here. At least Wonderful. nobody's dying. It's already yeah. great. <laughs> oh dear. Dark, dark humor these days. But I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm kind of. Um, yeah, I'm the same. I think it's the the situation kind of requires it. It's just I, I yeah, I don't know if everyone gets it, but dark humor is uh, it's pretty much fitting. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of the coping mechanism actually of for our. 
yeah, for our brains to help us to live through such challenging times. But yeah, I one one thing I I always tell our potential clients is that audio branding is such a, a fun thing to do because mm. everybody loves it. Like each of our clients, they get so carried away by the process because mm-hmm. it's such a creative process. Yeah, there is a big part of research behind it and really mathematical stuff, you may mm. call it. But it's such a fun process, such a creative process, such a liberating process when you're all the time, for example, for uh, product owners, they spend so much time like with documentation and all this stuff. And it's kind of, sometimes it's just like heavy, like their, their job can be heavy, you know? Mm. And then you have all those sounds to check and we uh, we carry also like listening parties for our clients when we cool. do demos or we do audio mood boards, which is so fun, you know. And I always tell our potential clients, this is fun. And this is such great process to get involved into. And so it, it, it definitely worth it, like every moment of it. It, it mm. is difficult. It's difficult to understand due to the way we perceive audio. But once you commit to it, it it begins to be such like an easy thing. So mm. yeah, I I I really wish more people uh have this you know courage to them to to mm. really dig into this fear, dig into this topic, and to see how truly inspirational it is. Wonderful. That that's a great ending. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of, yeah, we, 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 the air raids are off and we can talk forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, let's just give people some idea of like, who do you work with? You mentioned you primarily focus on the Ukrainian market. Do you work with people from abroad or who can contact you to, to work with you? Uh, yeah, basically we, we, before the full scaled invasion, we were, uh, focusing more on the Ukrainian market because, you know, this is such a playground for us. There are only mm. us. And uh, so, yeah, <laughs> the competition is really low here. And uh, yeah, but we, even before the war, we had a project. Uh, it was a pro bono project. However, uh, it was for um, a podcast, actually, uh, of the Hellenic Youth Participation, which is like uh, this um Social initiative of the uh, Euro Union, European Union, mm-hmm. I believe, for mm-hmm. um, like for yo- youth, like in uh, Athens. So mm-hmm. uh, it was so fun. It was like our first international project in terms of audio branding because we had the, those with game audio before. Uh, but uh, and it was really fun because I I I was a bit you know anxious how things would go with uh, the client that is not located in Ukraine and how it will go, but it was, it went smoothly. So basically uh, we work, we are not limited only to Ukrainian market nowadays, uh, especially when things are a bit rough here right now, because our marketing, uh, marketing market, (laughs) (laughs) advertisement market, uh, it um, dropped like I believe by 70%, it mm, was. Can imagine. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's kind of tough right now because, yeah, people, companies are cutting off like their marketing budgets and all this stuff, and we're a part of, of marketing. Mm. But uh, we still have like uh, perspective, like uh, perspectives here. It's okay, but we are also looking forward to expand to other markets. We're just not doing this aggressively right now. Uh, and, um, we work with many, like with clients from different uh, industries. We have uh, several fintech uh, brands like bankings, online bankings. Mm-hmm. And we also had, as I mentioned, podcast. Uh, and we had um, an online market. Uh, it was our, the, like, it is our most recent project. It's, uh, it was such a fun project. We created, <laughs> you know, we created our own uh, set of drums. For it, so wow. the drums we created from household items because <laughs> the idea of this uh, online market is that you can uh, buy there everything you need for your home. Like, and we basically took products that you can find on that market, and we recorded the sound like of those uh, objects, 
and we created oh, wow. like a whole set Very of cool. drums and we used it uh, in this project it was really really fun thing to do Very so cool. we had this online market which is basically e-commerce uh then we had um media like an online media and uh like and how do we call it a, a competition it's it's called indie cup is basically a competition for indie game developers mm. which is also a Ukrainian company but they now uh held like i believe indie cup germany and canada so they went global uh and we created their audio brand as well and there were like smaller you know smaller things so basically you can see we work over <laughs> over <laughs> the industries and this is fun because each industry has uh, its own things and uh, like cliches you want to to see like audio cliches how the the industry sound what what mm. is the legacy like audio legacy of the industry of the client you know this thing it's always such a fascinating thing to to research on the beginning of the project. so yeah we work with everybody <laughs> <laughs> wonderful brilliant well that that was a pleasure i'm sure we can talk forever like i even scribbled some questions but we're over an hour now so we could probably continue another time that's been an absolute pleasure i thank you very much for joining us and i'll include all the links so people can reach you in the comments thank you so much it was my pleasure and uh, i indeed i can talk like four hours <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> yeah. wonderful thank you, thank you. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Smart Branding Podcast. Feel free to visit smartbranding.com for more information and reach out if you have any suggestions, questions, ideas, or just want to learn more about how a good domain name strategy can help you build a strong and successful brand. See you next time.